Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Isai, she'll be back again tomorrow morning. 25 minutes to nine. We've spoken economy and we've spoken a little bit about crime and parole earlier on when we were talking to Women for Change about Oscar Pistorius. He's being released on parole tomorrow. But in the Western Cape, 8,000 inmates are on parole or probation. 5,000 released on parole, 2,000 on probation in the Western Cape last year alone, according to the Department of Correctional Services. We have a number of people to talk about this. Uh, well, two. Ian Cameron, Action Society Director, will be joining us in a moment. Let's start with the National Spokesperson, uh, South African Prisons Organization for Human Rights, Golden Miles Boudou. Golden Miles Boudou, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. Earlier on, we were having a, a discussion about whether criminals or, or convicted criminals for serious crimes should ever be given parole. What is what is the... the Prisoners' Organization for Human Rights view on that? Look, uh, thank you very much for having me. Parole systems throughout the world are there, and they have been there for quite some time. And certain countries, you get sentenced without parole, mm-hmm. and it is not happening in this country. But the parole system was flawed from day one when the new dispensation worked on a Correctional Services Act and no more a Prison Act. It was flawed right from there because the people since then up to now that were assigned to be parole board members and one of their lawyers, magistrates, judges, these people are careerists, had nothing to do in the interest of transforming not only the parole system but the Correctional Services Act in its totality. You know what has become very interesting? I hear all these people, Mr. Cameron. I wonder whether he's not related to Justice Edwin Cameron, who's the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on, 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 on the Judicial Inspectorate on Correctional Services, that should have assisted us up to so far to make sure that the Correctional Services Act 101 of 1990. It works like a bomb. It is transformed, it is reformed, and it is not stagnant. And assist all of us how the parole system would also work for both the victim and the perpetrator. It is not happening. Now I get all this anti-crime activists. I wonder where they were all these years who are screaming from the top of the mountain. And I want to challenge them to get them under one roof in a conference for five days so that we talk about the causes of crime, fighting crime, preventing crime, uh, combating crime, going into prison, get rehabilitated, get trained, get given skills, and be reintegrated as law-abiding and useful citizens. That is, in fact, what I want to see happen in the next coming election, after the next coming elections, because they are screaming and yelling, and these people are clueless. They just want to hear their voices on radio, see themselves on TV, and their statements are read in the newspapers. They do not have any interest in working very hard to deal with crime in its originality right from day one, because South Africa is a country where the majority of people remain criminalized. I'm not saying that they are criminals. You become a criminal until such time you get sentenced and your case is proven beyond reason of doubt and you go to a correctional facility, which is never, it was never a correctional facility. It's a hellhole where people go in there, get brutalized, come out worse criminals. Okay, so in answer to my question, the current parole system we have, do you agree or disagree with it? 
It is fraud. It was fraud right from the beginning. Where? Because the, pre- the, the parole system in particular. Let's, and, I, and we'll get into all the other things around that in a moment. But the, the current parole system, what's wrong with it? Well, you, you are told that you, first it was you have to do a third and then uh, two thirds and, and, and half, blah, blah, blah. That you need math and science. And the majority of us doesn't know anything about calculations, math and science and so on. It is a system that is so flawed, it needs to be broken down and start from all over day one. Right. Because you talk about victims of crime and criminals. Victims of crime and criminals, regardless of the fact that there is a victim's rights charter that was finalized in 2015, that victim's rights charter should have been constitutionalized now so that the victims of crime and criminals are also recognized in the Constitution. They are not recognized in the Constitution. It's only the rights of prisoners that are recognized. And these people are screaming from the top of their voices, don't even know that there is a victim's rights charter that should have been constitutionalized, that should have been taking care of the victim of crime from day one, not when the sentence is almost finished, then you call out a victim's rights, uh, dialogue victim's rights, medication or, or meditation. That process is at the end of the tale, you know, and it is not going to work for us until such time the rights of victims are in the Constitution and they are compensated, they get reparation, they get uh, restitution as the victims and the state takes care of the victims of crime and and, and, and criminals. This is what these people don't understand. Talk us through how parole works, if you can, Golden Miles Booty. So somebody's they've done part of their sentence, they're up for parole, whatever that might be, and we, we can discuss that. What is the process that is that happens? The process is what you guys are told by this notorious propagandistic spin doctor. Well, tell, us, tell us what the real process is. The process is when you get into the system, yeah. You will have to uh, be assessed by qualified people, psychologists, criminologists, and uh, social workers, and we lack this uh, qualification of these people. So that's not happening. So uh, when a criminal goes into the rehabilitation centers, correctional services center, they're supposed to be rehabilitated to be able to go back into the into civilization, right? You're saying that that's not happening. They from from the day they arrive, they're not being assessed correctly. I mean, you, you have an overcrowding population yes. for many, many years, and you short psychologists, qualified psychologists. I'm not talking like psychologists and criminologists and social workers that got their qualification from Bush universities and concocted uh, qualifications. Qualified people who are determined that they will be paid at the end of the month yeah. for the work they are doing, who are committed, who are loyal. We don't have that. Okay. And the prisons are overcrowded, and we are being given propaganda about really how people are rehabilitated. They are not rehabilitated. They are turned into worse criminals in our system. So then how do they get in front of... The, is, there, is there a parole board like I see in America where there's a group of people that, that do an assessment on the prisoner? Of course, they are there on paper and they are not worth the paper they are written on because who really cares about a person that must be released on parole? They get the month and check. That is what they are interested in. And I'm saying it publicly, I'm saying it on radio, and if they want to take me on as a spokesperson of the organization, we can meet in court. They do not care what they are really doing because the system of the correctional services and the governing system has collapsed a few years ago, my brother. So do they listen to the victim's appeals when it comes to a parole hearing? Well, the victim should have taken care of right from day one. 
in terms of medication, accommodation, in terms of counseling, in terms of reparation. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they should have, when you get at the victim offender dialogue, the victim should have at least say, I've been taken care of by the state. I have come down and I am, in fact, a person now that is uh, showing uh, compassion to the perpetrator. But you don't do all these things and these things are embedded in the victim's rights charter. You don't do all of that. You call the victim at the end of a sentence to come and make a presentation. Mm. And that victim is still angry of a crime that happened 20 years ago, five years ago, 16 years ago, because the victim is not taken care of. Like in America, you have an organization called NOVA, the National Organization for Victim Assistance. The moment you become a victim, the state is there with you until the end of the sentence or until the mm-hmm. day you are called in to make a presentation for, as a victim uh, of, of, of an offense by a, a, an offender. Golden Miles Boudou, we're talking to him, National Spokesperson of the South African Prisoners Organization for Human Rights. Joseph, in the Eastern Cape. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Lekker, go ahead. Great, man. I, 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 for the first time, I'm actually hearing someone speaking fact on, on radio, especially with matter of corrections and correctional services. The first point is that the, the nomenclature itself uh, pulled wool over, over our faces. Uh, just because we call it a correctional services system, not a prison system, it doesn't mean anything in actual in, in, in effect and in practice. That's number one. The second one is, I know for a fact, and I have tested this before, um, where you talk about assessments and things like that. I promise you that does not ha- that does not actually happen. And the system is so closed, it's so um, covered up. You cannot um, uh, just go just to go there. And, and, and actually assess for yourself. You have to follow a particular, um, you know, uh, system um, which they actually orchestrate and make sure that things are ready for you to see mm. uh, what is on paper. When in actual fact, it doesn't actually happen. You talk about, you know, the professionals like psychologists and all of that. I promise you, this is a fact. There are no such things. And even when you talk about the parole board, there are some inmates that I know that have actually gone on parade and they have I mean, an on parole and they have not seen a board, as you say, a board it can be one or two people mm. um, who decide some of the um, decisions um, for them to actually be out. Um, you know, they, um, they, they don't even get to meet anyone. You know, the, the, the psychologist... The How do you know this? Is, How do you know this, Joseph? Say that again. How do you know this? You say from experience. Yeah, no, no, no. I know, I know this from experience because I used to actually do uh, projects uh, with 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 with, uh, with the legal aid clinics in the in the centres, right? And and I promise you, uh, one of the biggest frustrations was this idea of correctional services. It's excellent in paper, but in practice. You have a completely different thing, and in fact, this is just uh, it, it, this is not just something that is hitting the Department of Correctional Services. You know mm. that the fallout that has happened with with SAPS, with every other institution, very nice names and nomenclature, but in effect, there's nothing that is happening like that. That is why, in fact, lastly, I want to say this as a as a as a parting shot to say that the the, the unfortunate thing, the unfortunate reality is this that when inmates go inside, they actually the system is such that they come out. Words. Mm. I was shocked when when this inmate said, "No, they qualified for a parole because they they had uh, done some pottery and some 
um, would work, so then they qualified. And I'm thinking, um, do people actually know that this is actually the qualification? And these are some of the things that, um, that is why this gentleman is saying that if they want to take me on, because you're going to find someone that's going to come out very intelligently and bring the, the, what actually the law says. And this is not about it. It's about the difference and the distance between law and reality. Mm. Joseph thank in you. the Eastern Cape, thank you very much. You can get involved as well. You're with SAFM. John Herrickin for Stephen Curtis on SAFM Sunrise. The phone number 86 And I think we'll be able to squeeze in a voice note or two on 0614 Back to Golden Miles Boudou, national spokesperson of the South African Prisoners Organization for Human Rights. Golden Miles Boudou, the prisons are full, as you said, and the president released a, a host of inmates, it was 8,000 or, or more, to be able to relieve some of that <laughs> pressure what do you make of that move we told them 20 years ago put up infrastructures which is called reintegration structures for properly run half houses daily reporting centers drop-in centers and shelters you know what they they thought that people like us are mad and they ended up stealing billions of the department of correctional services that should have been put there to do proper education training skills to the skills development, rehabilitation, reintegration of offenders and making sure that when they are released from, from prisoners, parolees, mm. they can go and at least get a job from a system that is de- de- designed by the Department of Correctional Services. Because you come out of prison with a criminal record, they don't care what qualifications you obtain whilst you are in prison. You will have to wait until that criminal record is expunged within 10 years' time if it will ever be expunged. I mean, you need a total overall, not of the department, but of the country, that will start to do the right my brother. I've been here since my release in 1991. I spent six years in prison. You calculate those years up to today and you ask yourself, for how many years have I sticked on and hold on to this activity? Mm. But I'm going to die here with my boots on. The Department of Correctional Services is nothing else but an institution and an university where people are further turned into harder core criminals and the other criminals are in parliament running the country to the ground and nothing happens with them. Once a prisoner is given parole, now they're, they're out, do we have per, uh, patrol, uh, parole officers, I guess, that are that are checking? I'm, I'm just thinking of Oscar Pistorius. He's got to stay, make sure that he's in his house. Uh, we don't have those those bracelets that the Americans have to make to track our prisoners. So do we have the, the post-prison staff? Let me, let me start answering your last question. There was a project once upon a time of the monitoring, they call it electronic monitoring yeah. cake. Billions were spent for that project in, 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 in Westville. And, and it never worked from day one, but the money's got missing and the thieves are still in the corridors of power. Number two, you've got it called community corrections. Community corrections is another waste of taxpayers' money because these correctional officers that are supposed to monitor every day those who are released on parole are, are not only drunkards, they are traitors and liars and do as they please because they are a law unto themselves, they act above the law, and they do it with a sufficient culture of impunity. Ask me what I'm talking about. I'm saying all these things because I'm challenging the Department of Correctional Services. It's like heating the dog outside there so that the boss can come out. I want the boss must come out and challenge me and the organization, and that is Ronald Namula and the other one that will come after him, that the boss of this dog has not come out, but we are heating the dogs outside here. 
back to the phone lines. Oh, it's 6000-2032. Tsepo, good morning. Hi, my brother. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, look, uh, one challenge I have with my school is his sense of entitlement and, 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 and that of his prisoners. Really, he, the way his tone, he, I, I pick up a lot of entitled person here, and he's completely dismissing that these people are criminals. These people have killed other people. These people have actually uh, stopped the bread, the, you know, the bread supply to many families. And when he comes on radio, he speaks as if he's entitled to this parole, that his prisoners are entitled to so many other things. I just need to ask him, is there punishment in prison in South Africa? Because what I know is there are people who are, are, are not interested in rehabilitation. And, and you know that because sometimes we check on these people on, on, on Facebook, and there's one, I think he was my something, I just forgot his name. He was so passionate about how he killed a policeman because he was looking for guns. And he killed again and, and, and again. And this person was arrested, released, arrested, released. So it's a to and fro of people going back into prison. All right. And they're not remorseful. All right. Now, I'm just worried let's about find out. punishment. We will find out. Is there punishment, Golden Miles Booty? Look, you can go here, you can go there, you can go anywhere in the world. Prison is punishment enough, and prison should have never been and cannot be in the business of punishment. This is how the system works. You commit a crime in a country where the criminal justice system works, police, courts, and correctional services, you get arrested. Not like here. A lot of people get away with murder because the real thieves are running this country into the ground. Uh, You talk about a, a, a thief. In the street, he tells you, to go, to, go, go and tell your ministers that are stealing our taxpayers' money and so on. You get arrested in a country where democracy works, you get charged, you brought in front of a court of law. If you are found guilty, you are sent to prison for redemption and for education, training, and skills. So you get rehabilitated unless you get the death sentence. And the death sentence or the, to hang by the rope here is, is, is unconstitutional. Mm. And I don't want to go that route. I'm saying when you have a government, they must show loyalty to what they're doing. There must be people who, in fact, want the government to work and make sure that all those who break the law, including themselves, will be arrested, will be charged, will be brought in front of a court of law, will be sent to prison. How many of these people, these high flyers, are we waiting to, to, to get the orange uh, uniform. That's not going to happen. And then you want to come and talk about the petty offender who's still here, who break in there, who do a, a cash in transit there, get arrested and get shot on the spot. Let's arrest the real criminals first and we see them being arrested in a Hollywood style format and then the criminals will get a message which is here right. in this country. It's, Crime doesn't pay. Let's take some more calls. Carmen in Limpopo, hi. How many there? It's Carmen. Uh, Carmen, sorry, go ahead. How are you? Lekker, go ahead, quickly. All right, I just want to tell you this thing. You see, uh, what is human rights? In my personal experience, in a prison, no human rights there. They can do the uh, the official, they're hitting the people, they're beating the people, the food, they're not giving them proper. If somebody is a Muslim and this thing, they not look after them. They're not giving them, allow them to pray properly. They, are, uh, they don't give them even the Friday. They don't give them chance to pray. Okay, we'll ask about the human rights. Uh, yeah, something I wanted to bring up as well. Zig and Rainbow, quickly, go ahead. 
Yes, uh, I, I want to know uh, from your expert, uh, who is sure to know, whether any other country in the whole world grants prisoners the right to vote. Eh? They're supposed to be isolated from society, but this is just one of the exceptions that South Africa makes by granting all of the criminals more rights than their victims, and uh, especially with bail, is much worse. Every nincompoop magistrate lets out. Even uh, I heard, I haven't heard it lately, but I've heard many times uh, uh, that even the cash in transit armed robbers who blow up the cash in transit cars, they get. Uh, 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 as much uh, bail uh, uh, freedom as, as as the rapists who are going straight back to do their job again. Sigin Randberg, thank you very much. Let's talk about the rights of prisoners, Golden Miles Booty. Uh, don't, don't, if you're a criminal, you're a convicted criminal, you're going to jail, you give up your rights, the regular rights you have is in, in civilization. Then you must go and amend the Constitution because it is there yeah. in the supreme law of the country. Chapter 2 of the Bill of Rights, Section 35, Subsection 2, Paragraph E. It's about accommodation. It's about exercise. It's about nutrition. It's about medical attention and education. That is the right that we are talking about. That is a constitutional prerogative. The setting is the rights of victims of crime is nowhere identified in our constitution. Okay. Whether, the, whether they like it or not, we are a constitutional democracy. And until such time, those who must make sure that the constitution is implemented, monitored and evaluated, who are going to have this debate in the next 10 years to come again. So prisoners have the same rights as normal people. They're just doing it inside of a prison. Well, the thing is, when you are in prison, you are confined. Your, liber- your, your liberty is taken away from you. But we, the people of this country, we are the majority. We were told right from the beginning that you don't have liberty. You don't have to have family bond. You don't have to have a decent life because you are not a human being. You are a subhuman being. Well, you broke the law. So, yeah, you, you, don't, you don't deserve to be in civilization. Well, we must make it much easier much, much tough in this country to break the law. And that is when you start with the lawmakers to deal with them because they are the ones that is promoting the lawlessness in this country. They are not an example to us. And the enforcement. And the right to vote? Does anybody else have the right to vote, a prisoner around the world? Well, the right to vote. During this, those beginning of the heydays, when the new government came in, we thought that the right to vote was going to be used to transform not only the country, but the criminal justice system, where we are told your vote is your right. Now, if this country was not a, 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 an uncivilized, uncivilized country at the same time, those votes should have been used to make sure that the police system works, the correctional services system works, the criminal justice system works through your vote, but it, it all has fallen along the wayside and it is... It is useless. Golden Miles Booty, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm dejected. I mean, we, we were going to talk about parolees, 8,000 parolees and what the effect they were having on, on the Western Cape when we were going to talk to Ian Cameron. Unfortunately, he's not available. But you've, you've made this such a big issue from, from crime prevention to, to rehabilitation to, to punishment to the victims, which, we'll, uh, which we haven't even touched on as much as we should do. Where does one begin to fix this problem, in, in your opinion? 
Well, you need a minister that is not a politician because these ministers and national commissioners go there being deployed as politicians. You need a civil servant. You need a guy who's not only educated, but who's passionate and who's loyal to fix and repair the damage that was inherited from a very, very heinous apartheid system. Mm. That is what you need. You need people who are honest, people that are going to work very, very hard to transform the country because this country is not stagnant. But there are very few of them left because you know what happened? They've listened too much when money talks. And when money talks, Greeks listen. Let's not forget the victims. Let's wrap it up by talking about the victims. And uh, I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about Oscar Pistorius. Uh, Correctional services saying South Africa opted for a victim-centered criminal justice system. Put aside your, 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 your support for prisoners and, and their human rights. What about those of the victims? Do we support victims correctly? I was there when the Victims' Rights Charter was drafted in 2015. Many other non-profit organizations, government, politicians, researchers, lawmakers, we drafted it. it. At the end of the day, it became a final document. I repeat, Victims' Rights Charter. Have you ever heard of the Freedom Charter? The Freedom Charter, some of its clauses and chapters is sprinkled within the Constitution. By now, the Victims' Rights Charter uh, clauses uh, and and, and paragraphs and subsections should have been sprinkled in the Constitution. But now we were told many years ago when we raised it in Parliament, when we were still acceptable by these people who run our life, we said to them, look, guys, take this. Uh, victims' rights charter, put it into the system until it gets promulgated like into a bill and then take it up and and, and, and let it end up being a constitutional right that victims have. Then we had in the corridors, okay, if we can constitutionalize this victims' rights charter, it means that the state will be bankrupted for having to reparate, having to compensate and having to pay out victims of crime and criminals like you pay out a road accident fund set up. And that is where this thing disappeared into thin air. Currently, you talk about victims' rights dialogue. It's a setup. It is causing, you know, hatred. It is causing animosity because you come to a person that has already said, 10 years, 15 years of a sentence, and you bring this person in front of a victim, you know, that, that, that was violated 15 years ago. And that person is still very, yeah. very angry right. after 15 years. All right, we're out of time. Golden Miles Boodoo, thank you very much for your input. The National Spokesperson of the South African Prisoners Organization for Human Rights. Thank you very much for listening as well. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for your input for those two long conversations.